Hey everyone, Ed Helms here. You might know me as Andy from The Office or Stu from The Hangover, or you might know me as the co-founder of BGS. I know, I'm just as surprised as you. They let me co-found something. But here's the thing, we're doing it again. Yeah, this time we're leaping into our other deep love, the vast and vibrant world of country music with something we're calling Good Country. Now this isn't just another newsletter. Think of Good Country as a place. A place where you can explore, learn, and dig into all of what makes country good. Seriously, country music has so much going on these days, and it's coming from so many different deep and soulful places, and we're here to cover all of it. Just as we've done for Bluegrass and Roots Music at BGS for over a decade. So sign up now at goodcountrybgs.substack.com and let us bring you the many sides of country music straight to your inbox. Good country. It's a nice place to be. Hey, it's Cindy Howes from the podcast Basic Folk, where we have honest conversations with folk musicians. Check out our very special 250th episode featuring an interview and performance with Basic Folk co-host Lizzie No. I feel like most women I know have an experience where They've been working and working and working to perform and to execute and to please everyone else. And then things sort of fall apart a little bit in some way or another. And partying can actually be a really important step towards getting free because it shows you where you need to fall apart and being on the dance floor, like in community with mm. other women and mm -hmm. in community with queer people. Mm -hmm. Like for me, those experiences have been so important. This time, Lizzie is on the other side of the mic talking about and performing songs from their brand new album, Half Seas. Basic Folk's 250th episode with Lizzie No is streaming now on the Bluegrass Situation Podcast Network. Join us there or wherever you get podcasts. Thompson Guitars is a small custom shop in Oregon and is a proud sponsor of the Travis Book Happy Hour. They make handcrafted, vintage-sounding guitars for many different playing styles, from a dreadnought to parlor size. Go to pktguitars.com for more information. That question you asked me, it's... Um, Can it remind you of your new record? It, there's some very germane things to that question that I really... <laughs> I'd rather let this do the talking than me doing some kind of a clumsy answer. Welcome to the Travis Book Happy Hour Podcast. I'm Travis Book. This episode is brought to you by Thompson Guitars, makers of fine instruments, handmade with love in Sisters, Oregon. The podcast is presented by Americana Vibes and the Bluegrass Situation, and our show is part of the Bluegrass Situation Podcast Network. You can dive into all things roots music anytime at thebluegrasssituation.com. I've shared the stage with Jim Lauderdale many times over the years and have always enjoyed his approach and attitude. Funny, self-effacing, eager to entertain, Jim's a gem and the most prolific songwriter and recording artist I know. I was honored that he agreed to join me for the happy hour, and I couldn't wait to edit this show and release it. This episode was recorded live at the Great Eagle on November 30th, 2022. And live 
from the Gray Eagle in Asheville, the Pearl of Carolina. It's the Travis Book Happy Hour. With special guest, Jim Lauderdale. And the Happy Hour House Band featuring Mike Ashworth and Matt Smith. And now, your host, Travis Book. Good evening, everyone. Thanks for coming out tonight. Really excited about this. Think it's going to be a good night. Why we booby? Tell me why we cry and tell me. Can we live together without pain? Burdens at our doorstep, burdens in our heart. It's time to let them travel and lay them down. From the tallest mountain down in the lowest valley, we're all asking, we want to know why we're climbing. Tell me why we're falling. Tell me where we're going. Yeah, we want to know. Rise, sunrise, rise, sunrise, There's a new day coming and it's not promised, but it's all we know. Can we quantify it? Can we try and name it? Try to fight it while we hold it close, right? Sunrise. Rise So yeah, thank you all again for being here. Um, this is the 28th episode of the Travis Book Happy Hour. Wild. Um, and, I, and I owe an immense uh, debt of gratitude to, uh, to the Gray Eagle. Um, you know? There are, uh, there are as, many as, uh, as many as 10 bands vying for every night of the week um, here at the Gray Eagle, in part because the Gray Eagle is so amazing and so legendary and the place to be in Asheville. And also just because everybody 
everybody who plays music is out touring right now. Um, and that's all the more reason uh, that I just feel so grateful that you all decided to, to share your evening with us. You know, you could have done any number of things. There's probably 30 other great bands that are playing in town, great shows that are happening this week. Uh, and you know, uh, the internet is amazing. I mean, we're broadcasting over the internet right now. You could have just sat on your couch and watched this whole show, but you're here. And I do, I do appreciate that. Um, but I know why you're here. And it's not just, um, you know, because I have a mustache or because of this man's amazing haircut. It's because you want to see what Jim Lauderdale's wearing tonight. And I will say, I will say this. He took it easy on us. Um, it, it is easy on the eyes. But, you know, Jim Lauderdale, I wrote, I wrote, I wrote this for Jim. So I'm going to read it now because I don't have a teleprompter. Jim Lauderdale, and it's true. At least I think it is. Jim Lauderdale is simply one of our greatest living songwriters. Prolific, endlessly curious, humorous, and with a voice that you recognize from the very first note. Jim's given us the gift of 35 records and not a single bad song. He straddles so many lines, appeals to so many different types of music fans, and seems to maintain an endless optimism and positivity in the face of a fickle and ever-changing music industry. An insider and outsider, country and bluegrass, Nashville and North Carolina. He is the most Americana artist on the planet. His planet, the planet of love. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else, please welcome Jim Lauderdale. Jim, can I start by asking you a couple questions? Sure, of course. Okay, and, and would you like to sit? Or do you feel more comfortable standing? Whatever you want. I want to, uh, <laughs> let's sit. Okay, let's sit. good, good, let's keep yeah. it casual, here we go. Oh yeah, that's nice, that's nice. Jim, you were born in Troutman, North Carolina, where is that? Troutman, well actually, uh, Troutman, the hospital was in Statesville. Okay. And Troutman is right next to Statesville. And uh, yeah, back in 1900, <laughs> when I was born back then. Yeah, and been, been around ever since. <laughs> We're lucky to have you. You, ca you came up in due west South Carolina, though, right? And is, th and is, that, is that due south of here? Or is um, that... It is. Yeah, it, it is. is. Uh, we, yes, we from Troutman, we moved to Charlotte, and then due west, and then, uh, and then I, uh, my folks let me finish my last two years of high school in Chapel Hill or Durham, rather, at Carolina Friends School, and then I went to the North Carolina School of the Arts, and then uh, almost became a mime instead of music, <laughs> but music. One over. <laughs> Thank God. Your father was a Presbyterian minister. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, I, there's been a couple people on this show who, who, who uh, came up really, that's really like, it's one thing to go to church. It's, it's another thing for the church to come to you. And when your dad's a, when your dad's a Presbyterian minister, it was, it was probably a pretty, pretty much part of your life, part oh, of the household. Yeah. He was such a great guy, he and my mom. I bet. Both. 
and my, my wonderful sister, Becky. Yeah. And how did, how did growing up in the church shape you, shape sort of like, you, you, you know, you're, you're, you're obviously a man who, who dabbles in manners of, matters of spirit. Um, to say that you are, uh, but, 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 you know, uh, but are you a religious person or did you get away from that as you, as you aged, as you matured into your own <clears throat> completely unique self? Um, you know, I think so, uh, but it's, gosh, that's a pretty Sorry. Deep, deep question. Yeah, we just, I, I went mean, right I, for I, it. I think so. Yeah, I mean, I, I think so. I don't, though, hold myself to any, you know, like the, think that I'm setting a standard, though, for anybody. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah, just for but, yourself. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely have beliefs and feelings and things about stuff but uh but you know travis you told me you said earlier if i if you asked a question that i wanted to kind of get away from that to talk about something else so i just want to i want to say one thing but this ties in to your question because you were talking about i mean okay in quantum physics they say the thing about energy it's everything is energy you know it's all energy that's true but how do we practically use that intellectual understanding about that how does that you know kind of change things well i'll tell you something another thing is that i was mentioning to you backstage is you know when you watch some new shows sometimes and they've got a panel of people and somebody inevitably has a new book <laughs> and so when they ask some question that even doesn't seem to relate to this answer they'll say well I talk about that in the book <laughs> and you know that's like early on I mean I cover that and then like every question so I just want to say that this new that question you asked me it's um Remind you of your new record. It, it there's some very germane things to that question <laughs> that I really I'd rather let this do the talking <laughs> than me doing some kind of a clumsy answer about that. Right? You right. know what I'm talking about? And and we can pick that up. We can pick that up here tonight, right? We don't have to go far. We, no. we can get our hands on that this That's evening. That's right. We're going to do a few songs on, on that new record. If you'd like for us to, would you like that, ladies and gentlemen? Jim, when did you, when did you first start writing music, um, writing songs? You know, it's funny, Travis. It's like this, a theme, a reoccurring theme on here that kind of, gosh, this is almost like a biography. I mean, you want to know about Jim Lauderdale, you listen to Game Changer. I think this record, you know, you're mentioning the records I've done. Those other ones were good, you know. I mean, that they had, I'm, I'm not knocking them, you know, but this one, whoo, yeah, you know, but uh, check it out. But, um, but I think I was, and I was visiting uh, Lenny and Bob Nesbitt, in Troutman, North Carolina, who were like my surrogate grandparents. And this, and Bob Nesbitt uh, was a carpenter and a farmer, and he had this woodshed in back. And so I 
was just, I'd been playing the banjo, been playing bluegrass banjo, and was just, you know, loved that and wanted to be a bluegrass banjo player. And um, this melody came to me, and it was this song called I'm Chopping Wood. And it was actually kind of an old-timey type frailing clawhammer song, but I didn't play that style, but that's what I was hearing. And so that was the first one. I think I was about 18. But then slowly, as people do, I think, when they start some venture at first you're thinking nah, I can't you know this is crazy this stuff's not good this is what am I thinking you know so but then it went from there <laughs> yeah yeah and here That's, we are and here we are <laughs> it's led to here never would I have thought in those tender years that here would be tonight <laughs> I honestly, I, I could say the same thing, Jim. I never really thought this would ever happen, and now here we are. Here we are. And now what do we do? I know. I'll ask you uh, about Robert Hunter. Would you tell us okay, a little bit about sure. collaborating with Robert Hunter? Sure. You've done a couple records of his songs that you wrote together. Actually, six. We've got six. Are you Are you messing with me? No, I'm not. We We um, I wow. was getting ready to do. You know, when I was mentioning I was loved playing bluegrass banjo, I eventually started playing rhythm guitar and writing and did a record with Roland White in Nashville. I'd moved to Nashville to hang out with George Jones and Roland White, and I didn't have the guts to, you know, kind of bother George Jones, but Roland was so kind and... So approachable, kind of, and, right? Yeah, and took me under his wing, and... Um, so we did a duet record uh, as I was about to leave Nashville, as I was thinking I'm not going to be able to make it here. And so I went to the second place you go to uh, for country music, New York City. <laughs> and, uh, and so, and, but we had this, I had this record under my belt with Roland, and I thought, well, this is it. You know, this is kind of, you know, the... the Roland White, I mean, he's just so... I loved him so much. And, um, but it, we couldn't get a record deal for it. So I started playing more country stuff and less bluegrass. But anyway, skip ahead to make a long story interminable. <laughs> um, I, I eventually hooked up with Ralph Stanley and they uh, agreed to do a song on a country record I was doing for RCA. And uh, I wanted to end the record with this and so um, after we did that, and I went to Merlefest for the first time, uh, Ralph's son was sick, Ralph II, so I uh, filled in for him, and I was just terrified because I usually sang Ralph's parts and not Carter Stanley's parts or the lead parts, and so, but it went, you know, we got through it, and uh, <clears throat> then I got the courage later to ask Ralph, hey, would you consider doing a record with me? And he said, yes. And so then I reached out through this friend of mine, Rob Bleetstein, who lives out in the Bay Area. Um, I said, this might sound crazy, but would you somehow communicate with Robert Hunter and see if he'd possibly write something with me for this Ralph Stanley record? 
And so, you know, I knew that uh, Robert and Jerry and that were big Stanley Brothers fans and bluegrass fans, so he did. And um, so we recorded those, and then he came to Nashville uh, for about two months, and we ended up writing about 33 songs during this first visit. And then uh, I made a record out of that called Headed for the Hills, and then a few years later, I went out and visited him in California, and we uh, did a record called Patchwork River, and then a couple of bluegrass records, and then a blues rock record I did with the North Mississippi All-Stars, and then a, a solo acoustic record. And uh, so, yeah, we've got six, but we wrote about 100 songs, because on some of my other records, um, there's a cut here and a cut there of stuff but I boy that was a real you know fantasy come true to get to write with him he's uh, just something that's incredible you know you've so I, uh, the statistic that I read is that you've put out somewhere around 35 maybe now 36 records well, you know statistics stashmistics I mean <laughs> who's <laughs> counting and and I would say, you know, I, I've been listening to a lot of your music, uh, especially this, this last couple of weeks. And, you know, I think your latest records are like, they're, they're the best records you've made. And I think your singing is as good as it's ever been. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> thank you, Travis. I mean, I, I mean, I, hey, as talking about myself in the third person, I mean, we try. I mean, we, you know, do, do the best Jim can. <laughs> Jim, 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 do good. Jim, do good. How, how, how are you experiencing? Is it, is it getting? As you, as you, as you mature, as you get more experienced, is it getting easier to be amazing? Well, <laughs> first of all, I haven't matured yet. <laughs> Unfortunately, so the rest of the question, that is a moot point, because I'm still slowly... So next question. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> do, you, do you feel as inspired as ever? Yes, I do, and I think I'm writing more than ever. That's great news. That's good for, that's good for us. At well, least I, I like to think I so. I kind of <laughs> talk about that in here, about why. You know, why do I do it? It's in here. But I deal with that. It's the thing is cut three. It's, it's funny because I was, the final question of this part of the interview was I was going to ask, why, why, do you, why do you do it? Why, what, what is it that, I mean, besides the obvious answers of needing to play music or, you know, needing to pay bills or pay the mortgage, why do you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for the spit take. Go Lady, ahead. <laughs> that's it. Why, why do you do what you do? Why do you do it? <laughs> what oh, are you thinking? <laughs> Travis, I don't know why. Why is the sky blue? Why does a coyote walk through the desert on a cool evening with a full moon searching for something other than food? I don't know. I don't know. No, but I, we can never know. I mean, I, you know, it's like, it's like I think any writer or musician, you do it because there's something in you, you just kind of have to, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, you know. Can, can, can we do it? 
You know what? To it? I I was originally we, gonna play music? a few songs, but I'm enjoying the <laughs> interview so much. I'd rather. I mean, to me, this is more. This is a new side of me to talk about me, and I like it. I like. So, I mean, if it's all the same to you, let's just talk for a while. Can we? No. no? <laughs> Hey, the I audience mean, is always right. Yeah. So we'll okay. We'll play. Don't some. don't worry. I split the I split the interview into two segments now, so you can gather your energy again, and we'll touch on some other uncomfortable topics sure. in just a minute. But if you would, ladies and gentlemen, that's Mr. Jim Lauderdale right there. Let's get the band out here and let's play a few tunes for you. Thanks for everyone for being so patient. I can't tell now if if. Which part is actually the main event of the show? I don't even really know. Um, I'll, you can let us know at the end. What, wait, was that real? What is... Is any of this what real? Is, yeah, that's right, Travis. Is any of this real? What is real? Real. Yeah. Will you remind me what we're starting with? Uh, yes. <laughs> Let's do... <laughs> you were uh, mentioning... Uh, Robert Hunter, and here's a song we wrote uh, out in California. It's called Patchwork River. say excuse me please those were the days but so are these pull over park turn off the key let's go walking just you and me sometimes always sometimes never been that way damn near forever promises that don't deliver let's sit down the patchwork river patchwork river patchwork river Some of our dreams Well, heard your farmer say If I may serve you breakfast From a supper tray Got no eggs, but I saved some shell Lost the clapper, but I found the bell This man's father is that man's son Brothers or sisters, has he none? in the shaving glass, what's he see? Looks like mama, but he talks like me. Patchwork River, Patchwork River, me and Joe Farmer walk down together, tell a few jokes at our own expense about life on the other side of the fence. Applies and days gone by. Styles may vary and the lingo bend. What it all boils down to in the end. Pay your dues and take your chance. Don't mistake hunger for romance. Forgiveness is nifty, but enough's enough. When I keep on pulling that same old stuff, Patchwork River, Patchwork River. 
Everything black and white, no colors to construe. Just a change of black and blue. Softer tones, fewer voices. Freedom from too many choices. A newborn moon's a silver sliver. Glaming on a patchwork river. to the chase I would never stand in your way there's just one thing I want to say what you do for love alone will last the rest just clutters up your past but if you don't know that much by now you're never gonna learn it anyhow patchwork river patchwork river me and Joe Farmer walk down together I talk about hopes, talk about schemes, talk about salvaging some of my dreams. Patchwork river flowing with song, patchwork clouds just drifting along. Talk about hopes, talk about schemes, talk about salvaging some of our Thanks everybody, y'all have been great. Have a great night. Happy holidays, we'll see you soon. Sorry, I just got a little carried away there.
Thank you. Mighty fine. Mighty fine. Hey, friends, if you're enjoying my interview with Jim Lauderdale, I encourage you to check out Episode 7 with songwriter Benny Galloway, Episode 15 with Vince Herman from Leftover Salmon, or Episode 20 with Graham Sharp of the Steep Canyon Rangers. As always, thanks for listening, and after the show, please leave us a review. Okay, well, let's see. Uh... Where are we in the <laughs> where, set list? Where, where are we in general? Oh, okay. I'll tell you what. Let's, uh, you know, it's like I say, there's so many answers to things in this album. I mean, there's no softball answers in here. This is the hard-hitting stuff musically that somehow all connects, and you hear it and understand it. Hopefully, and uh, but let's do another song off of this baby, right here. Uh, this one is about this situation, which probably everybody has gone through out there. Has anybody out there ever been close friends with somebody, and then for some reason you have a falling out and you're not friends anymore? Has that ever happened to anybody? And you know that it's terrible. But how about it? Isn't it sweet, though, when you're able to somehow, you know, fix things and you're friends again? Has that happened to anybody? Okay, good. I was afraid if it would have been quiet, I'd really... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for saying that. Uh, but, um, and I'll tell you what, I mean, here's a prime example. 
I mean, these guys up here, I mean, we were as thick as thieves a few years ago. And then, you know, before COVID, it's like, I don't know. It seemed like every time I'd get around them, you know, they'd maybe be talking amongst themselves and laughing and everything. And then I'd walk up and then it'd be like, hey, hey, what's going on, man? And it, you know, and this kind of stuff would happen and it was starting, they were, you know what it was, which I realize what this word means now, they were gaslighting me. <laughs> they were making me feel like I was losing my mind. And this went on and on, and, and we were so close. And then sometimes I'd like want to tell them some problem of mine or, you know, talk about my day or something like that. And they just seemed so disinterested. And this would, I mean, and it hurt my feelings. It really did. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know if I want to do this song anymore. But no, I should, because we did have this reconciliation. And uh, now it's like nothing ever happened. And uh, we're probably, they probably consider me their best friend. So it's, it all we worked do. out. Really so. Do. Anyway, without any further ado, uh, here is one called Friends Again. back around I'm happy that we're friends again I can't remember what went wrong and I don't care I'm sorry
Ah, we are. We're friends again. Ah, that song has taken on a new meaning. When I wrote it, I was hoping for this to happen, and it has. So, uh... Jim, is it all right if I ask you a few more questions before we play some more music? Of course, nothing's too personal, whatever you want. I'm an open book, and you can hear it right here. Anything you want to know, it's here. In your CD? Yeah, okay. Jim, do you want to sit again? Sure. You want to go all the way back down to the seat? Jim, can I ask you about that guitar you're holding? Sure. This is a, uh, I went into George Gruen's guitar shop in Nashville. It used to be downtown on Broadway. And um, so I went in there one day and saw this guitar. It's uh, Collings is the brand. And uh, they're made in Austin, Texas. And uh, so I, you know, usually in bluegrass and country and stuff, it's kind of a natural finish. It's like a, you know, tan color, yellowish color. But I saw this, this is what you call a sunburst. And um, so I thought, well, shoot, you know, it's like I do bluegrass gigs and stuff like that. It might seem kind of weird or whatever, and also in country stuff. But I just thought, well, there was just something about this guitar that really, uh, you know, spoke to me. And so I got it and um, later named her Coco, you know, and uh, have really, some of these are from an all night jam session by a campfire down at the Spirit of Sewanee at Springfest one year. And I stayed up all literally till about I think it was about seven-ish in the morning and uh, playing with this, these guys, with Jeb for a year of Dawn of the Buffalo and Tara came by and this group called Emma Gibbs that lived in Winston-Salem. They're no longer together, but they were playing down there and we just had such a great time. But I was wearing one of those snap shirts and I, it was opened and I wasn't really paying attention to what I was doing. And... Uh, I came back from Liverpool, England, a few years ago, and I was uh, doing this show at the time called Music City Roots that I was uh, part of, and I had not taken Coco out of the case, and when I was getting ready to go on stage, I was running late, as usual. It's like I always say, I'm going to be late for my own reincarnation. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so I pulled this out, and I was like, oh, i got to get on stage. What, what song should I do? And then when I <laughs> pulled Coco out, there was a crack all the way around. And, um, but I got it fixed at Glazer Guitars there in Nashville. But I, I was reluctant to fly much with Coco after that. So, and, uh, um, but I'm kind of taking her out of her uh, early retirement and playing Coco a little more. I'm glad you brought Coco. That thing's, yeah, that thing's probably bound for the Smithsonian, as far as I can tell. Uh, do you primarily still, do you still write mostly on that guitar? Um, or do you write on all, I mean, I know you've got three guitars in tow. I've, I've got, I, I just kind of with whichever one, and um, I realized too, I think you, you've probably done this, and a lot of guitar players, you go and try to find that holy grail 
guitar or guitar pickup or guitar uh, preamp or whatever. And, um, but then you realize with songwriting, it doesn't really matter, you know? And it's more of like, hey, wait a minute, I'm procrastinating and, uh, you know, I, sh I could be, I could have been writing right now instead of, you know, messing around with guitars but uh, do you do you find do you find sometimes a, you'll pick up a different instrument and it has like a different ins yeah. inspiration like you pull a, a song will come out that definitely. could have kind of only come out of that instrument yes yeah that has happened that's yeah. kind of fun isn't yeah. it yeah yeah that's that's like the excuse for having a lot of guitars yeah. around that's right that's, <laughs> yeah that's the <laughs> um how, about how many songs do you think you've written on that thing um a few hundred yeah at I, least. Would, I would yeah. say so how long have you had it uh, since 94. Well, you've done a good job wearing it out. Yeah. Well done. Um, how about how many, about how, how, how much, how much do you write? How many songs do you write a month? Is it an ongoing process? Does it's, it come in spurts? It, it does. Um, and usually for me, one of my, you know, when you co-write with somebody, you set aside a certain time and, and get together with them. And, and a lot of times, you will write something you never, I mean, not a lot of times, but I think usually you'll write something that you've never, you, you couldn't have written it by yourself, you know, but then when I write alone, those songs tend to take a lot longer, and I get song ideas a lot, but then to sit down and really flesh them out, I usually have to plan some studio time with musicians and book them and everything and it's like okay I've got to come up with something here for these folks to play <laughs> and so it's kind of uh, like Luther Dickinson of the North Mississippi All-Stars I was feeling very embarrassed about that when we were in the studio and he said and his dad was a producer named Jim Dickinson and he's the guy that played piano on Wild Horses there with the Stones he was in Muscle Shoals just a you know, great, incredible musician. And um, so Luther said, well, it's like Dad always used to say, necessity is the mother of invention. So it, for me, I kind of need that uh, pressure or structure or whatever a lot of time for my stuff I'm writing alone. I, t I talk about that, you know, it's funny, <laughs> that's, I deal with that in here. <laughs> <laughs> how, if you had to guess, how many songs do you think you've written? Um, I remember years ago <laughs> reading, this sounds like I'm deflecting your question, but I'm not. <laughs> but I, I was reading some article in Songwriter Magazine, and Barry Gibb said something like, oh, I've, I wrote like a thousand songs before, you know, I really started writing or something like that. And so I was counting up my songs that it wasn't anything near that but I think I'm maybe close to that amount now maybe so maybe you're about to get your own staying alive that's right is that what you're saying yeah you might you're about to hit it hey wouldn't it be a shame if I wrote something that sold as much as that right ladies and gentlemen huh what is a what is what is your favorite song that you've ever written or 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 if or if you like what is the, what do you think is the best song you've ever you've ever written you know, Travis, I, songs are like, <laughs> those thousand songs are like my kids. And I can't pick, I like each one of those thousands as much as the other 
hundred or so or nine hundred and eighty or whatever, I can't choose. That wouldn't be fair to them. And you know, songs have feelings like guitars. You know, you don't play a guitar for a long time. I'm hey, I'm not kidding. But you don't play a guitar for a long time and you kind of get this, you know, they kind of show you a little bit. It's like, hmm, really? You're gonna ignore me a little more? Really? Let's see how you do on this. See how it feels. So, you know, guitars do that. And so that's why out of superstition, I better not say what my favorite songs are. Well, that I was gonna, I was gonna ask you some other questions that involved your favorites, but I don't feel like I can. Now, no, it's, as long as it's not about guitars or songs, I'm fine. Okay, what is your favorite place to perform? Ah, boy. Um, <laughs> you know, in quantum <laughs> physics, that's right. You know, I, this place, I have played here many times, and I, you know, tonight, this is all we've got right now. It's now. You know, when I was in high school, I went to see Ram Das. Remember him? And you know, wrote this book called "Be Here Now." And there, by the way, there used to be a place here in town. I played at a few times once with Lucinda Williams when I was in her band called "Be Here Now." But we're being here now at the Gray Eagle, <laughs> aren't we, folks? Huh? All right. I, I just, I just got one more for you. Oh. I was just getting warmed up. I know, I know. It's okay. It's okay. You'll you'll have the stage for as long as you'd like. Oh, okay. We can really keep this going. All right, good. Uh, But the last thing I really wanted to ask you is, you know, you've won Grammy Awards. You've won Americana Music Awards. You've played with, collaborated with so many people, made all these incredible records. You have an incredible reputation. Your legacy is... Secured, Jim. <laughs> Keep drinking. Uh, is there anything that you have not accomplished <laughs> <laughs> that you would like to? <laughs> you know, Travis, the getting to kind of being back to the now, <laughs> what I'd like to accomplish more than anything, is, is getting uh, uh, Matt Smith and Mike Ashworth up here to play Jim with Hill, you, everyone. Travis Book. <laughs> Thank you. That's Jim Lauderdale. We'll play some more music for you. How are you guys doing out there, by the way? Oh, okay, yeah, see, I was waiting for a question. I feel kind of uh, <laughs> lost without somebody leading me. Um, hi. Uh, welcome. <laughs> you like eagles? This is the place. This is this is where it's happening for them. They're all over here. You go outside, they'll be flying all over the place, clutching small 
animals or whatever, but <laughs> you'll see them. You hang around here long enough. Um, <laughs> hey, let's, um, <laughs> here's a song that you chose for us to do. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We collaboratively chose these. It was a group I think, I think you picked this one. But um, who's counting? <laughs> but anyway, um, this, this song um, is when I moved out to California for a while, um, I wanted to uh, hang out in some of the haunts that one of my heroes named Graham Parsons did. And, uh, and I was also a huge George Jones fan and uh, just crazy about both of those guys. And there was a biography uh, about Graham by a fellow named Sid Griffin, and it was the first one. And I was sitting there in this apartment of mine in a place called the Magic Hotel in Hollywood, and I was reading this biography, and uh, there was a story about how Graham had a party one time in Hollywood, and he was playing George Jones's records, and he started crying, and he said, that's the king of broken hearts. And so when I read that, this song came out. The king whom broken hearts doesn't ask much from his friends, and he has quite a few of them. They know he will understand It's just the way it goes The king whom broken hearts doesn't know He's a king He's trying to forget other things Like some old chilly scenes Walking through alone He talks to angels And the stars start to spin He thinks of troubles That he's gotten in He recalls how his heart got broken And how it's still that way The king whom broken hearts smile while he's crying inside we know he'll be brave tonight cause he's a king of broken hearts thinks that he's an old fool he's a little bit like me and you 
So what's a king like that supposed to do with all that blue time? We know he'll be brave tonight cause he's a king of broken hearts. He's a king of broken Thank you. Thank you. All right, well, this uh, next one is, um, I was working, I was working on this little jewel for a while, and then the pandemic came, and, uh, I thought, and I didn't really even play music for a while. I just felt so strange, like, you know, so many of us did. You know, it's just such a uh, confusing time and a uh, terrible time. And uh, uh, so I thought, you know what? I'm going to put this aside for a little while. <laughs> and um, I wrote a, a record that I thought, you know, then it kind of helped me uh, get out of, of things. And I, I was thinking, you know, I'd really like to write some uh, uplifting things and hopeful things for folks. And so I did this record called Hope. And, and this song is uh, about those situations. I was, you know, also during uh, this time we had for, you know, for such a long time, it was such a reflective time for us too. And I started thinking of those instances where, uh, boy, that time when this person did that, if they hadn't have done that for me, I, you know, it, I, it, the things would be totally different. Just that one thing that they just did kind of as a, a favor or a, some just, you know, kind of casually did. And there are so many of those things. And uh, I'm sure that that's happened to everybody in here. And uh, we get those chances too. And we will continue to have those. And uh, this one's called The Opportunity to Help Somebody Through It. Seems like forever, but it hasn't been that long. Don't say never, you could ever be that strong. The opportunity to help somebody through it, the chance that they might need with helping getting by. Someday somebody's how did you do it? It just took a little time. You could be sad and lonely. There'll be other times for that. Let's get out. Why don't we? And hit the 
Thank you. Hey, let's hear it for these guys up here on guitar and pedal steel, Matt Smith. Back on drums, Mike Ashworth. And of course, over here on bass, Travis Book. really great to now where are these guys from you might ask uh, those of you at home gosh did you fly these guys in from New York LA Nashville <laughs> you know what they're from right here in Nashville there's, uh, there's such a great music scene here and these guys are a big part of it and it's a uh, real pleasure to get to play with y'all tonight I guess we'd better get back to basics now. Back to this. Right. Serves a lot of different purposes, too. Very refreshing. Uh, <laughs> this song is the uh, one when I started this uh, record. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, gosh. Uh, hi. I'm getting ready to go to my seventh grade math class. <laughs> But uh, anyway, uh, hey, let's edit that out of the Facebook Live thing. Cancel. But um, where was I? Something about me. Oh, yes. So this, this one is um, when I was uh, going into the studio. Uh, this one I knew would have to kick off the record. And uh, it's called That Kind of Life. 
friends again. Oh, hi, hi. Hi, hi, remember me? So, no, gotta, we're friends again. We are friends again. Now I can't remember what song we were gonna do. No, I'm kidding, here we go. Uh, let's do that kind of life, that kind of day. Tastes a little bit of sunshine Kicks their legs and bounces up and down Grins and laughs and everything is so fine We want to keep them that way for a while They all grow up and everything is different The way that history comes into play I hope their hopes will come through while they're growing And they'll have that kind of life, that kind of day Go through all you must do And know that while you're getting where you're going Go through, don't go away And have that kind of life, that kind of day Guitars just laying there ripe for the picking Sitting lonely waiting to be played You get to make the music that you're hearing To hear it home will carry you away Someday when finally things are back to normal But what is normal these days you might say I hope your hopes will come through while you're waiting And you'll have that kind of life, that kind of day Go through all you must do And know that while you're getting where you're going Go through, don't go away And have that kind of life, that kind of day Everybody wants that kind of feeling For things to go a little more their way I hope your hopes will come through while you're waiting And you'll have that kind of life, that kind of day Go through all you must do And know that while you're getting where you're going
That's Jim Lauderdale, yeah. everybody. This has been the Travis Book Happy Hour Podcast. Thanks for listening. Huge thanks to Jim Lauderdale, Mike Ashworth, Matt Smith, Thompson Guitars, Americana Vibes, and the Bluegrass Situation. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe and leave a positive review. It really helps us out. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at the Travis Book Happy Hour and online at thetravisbookhappyhour.com. And remember, it's okay to be happy. Mm-hmm.